Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast, take two. I fucked it up, guys. Now I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make it right now. I fucked up the first take. Thank God it wasn't that long, but uh, we're having fun already. So uh, another spear fishing episode. Woody again helped out, bring some really cool guests in. Uh, so today the co-host is Woody. Hey guys, what's up? And the guest is Matt Lopez. You and Wyatt. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, oh boy. we're going to kind of start, we'll start with Matt and see how he got into the spearfishing. Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, so, Matt Lopez uh, probably started eight years ago, not a super long time ago. Um, got into it because of my brother. Uh, used to be a police officer, hurt my back at work. Um, couldn't run anymore. That was kind of my outlet. So my little brother said, hey, you should try this thing in the water. It's pretty easy on your body. You dive down and you shoot a bunch of fish. And yeah. uh, I said, okay, sounds cool. How long were you a police officer for? Ten years. Ten years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. How old are you right now? Uh, 38. So you're really young still to yeah. be done with it. Wow. Yeah. Do you mind me asking how you broke your back? Uh, I didn't break it. I just, I kind of broke it. It was a spinal. No, I'm just kidding. No, no. (laughs) Uh, No, I had one back surgery. And then uh, second time I heard it, um, I was searching a van, something stupid. All the foot chases, all the hopping over fences and something, nothing. And then uh, basically I was in a van, hunched over for a decent amount of time. And guy had a hidden compartment. And basically all I did was like I reached in the hidden compartment, you know, he had some meth in there and I just felt it like a snap down the back of my leg. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. So just being hunched over for like, you know, 30 minutes, 40 minutes in this van and it just got steadily worse and worse. And then uh, we came back from that one and then re herniated again, lifted out my duty bag out of the back of the car one time. Just stupid stuff. Things you don't think about. Right. Like you sneeze and your neck hurts or your back goes out. All the other stuff, I was always good. But, yeah, so I needed some surgeries, um, hurt my neck in another fight with another tweaker, threw me up against the wall, you know, right arm kind of atrophied a lot. But, yeah, wow. so it was kind of a nasty workers' comp battle and all kinds of stuff. And so at the end of the day, I just said, I'm done, you know. Yeah. I've done a lot of things in my life before, and uh, I did about all I wanted to do in police work. So 
Got a supportive family. We decided just to walk away from it all. So you don't do anything with security, police? No. no, Not at all. Mm -mm. That's cool, though. You got to kind of change paths now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's really cool, man. Interesting. I I think so. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) And what about you, Wyatt? You want to tell us how you got into spearfishing? Through my dad. Really? Yeah, about 2009, maybe. Uh You were six years old? Three years old? (laughs) Uh, Pretty much. (laughs) He was just a deckhand. (laughs) He was. (laughs) He was on the sand dollars, man. He was a deckhand. And all of a sudden, I start seeing these pictures of, like, wide hold up monster yellows. I'm like, it's just a little guy. How old are you right now? A 15 pound yellow would be bigger than 24. 24. Wow. Yeah, so I've been doing it a while. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Your dad brought you into it. That's, you know. His dad's a legendary pirate in the uh, okay. spearfishing community. Really? Yeah, yeah, Captain George, yeah. Sand Dollar. Go. Yeah, there you go. They all used to go out on the boat. Yeah, for really? trips. Yeah, you fish uh, rod and reel too. Uh, no. Yeah, go no, ahead no. and say yes, please no, do. No, no, no. <laughs> no. My wife is going to love that because every time we go out to go fishing, she goes, where the fuck are the fish? And I'm like, oh, we well, tried fishing. We tried fishing this time. Uh, I hooked one that one You time. hooked one and you hit himself in the head with the lure afterwards. Wow. It was fantastic. I got it on video too. Goes, we're bit, we're bit. And next thing I know, get the gaff. And it's like a seven pound yellowfin tuna. And I was like, pull that thing up. And I don't know nothing about fishing, but I know you can just throw that on. Get the gaff. Next thing I know, this just the lure comes <laughs> back, and I was like, "What did you do?" And he goes, "Like, oh, I hit myself in the head." <laughs> I hooked a little yellowfin with hundred pound, and I went to lift it up, and it just ripped his lips off. <laughs> he he uh, throws words in there like he knows what he's talking about. Hundred pound test. It was. It was back braided and spliced to the special. We're online all the time trying to look at how to tie these nerves. Like, dude, I don't have service. How do we do this? I don't know. Just keep twisting it. <laughs> don't know knots. Tie lots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can remember seeing Wyatt on Sandal, and he was a young guy. He was young. This is eight years ago, Wyatt? Probably. Seven years ago? Yeah. Wow. And Wyatt was just a little guy. And then all of a sudden, I'm seeing him hold these big old yellow, yellow tails. I'm like, those fish are like 20 pound fish. So they're bigger is than this, mine. Is, is that a dive boat? It was a dive boat. So yeah, it's like, like a charter boat, but for divers. Uh, yeah. Kind yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. I, I didn't even yeah. know they had that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, legendary dive boat. Yeah. His you dad st- would put you on the fish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's where everyone would kind of go when they first kind of like got serious and do it. They'd go to your dad's boat, a lot of guys. I all, think all yeah. walks of life on it. You get the OGs to the new guys and what, you know? Yeah. Especially not being. So I'm originally from Northern California. Well, I'm from Southern California, but a bunch of us from NorCal used to come down and hard to get boat rides. So Captain George, we used to just go on his charters, and he would put us out there and put us oh, on the fish cool, and everything dude. else. Yeah, and yeah. so there's a couple of dive boats out there, but Captain George was always known to be the guy to work hard. Like you know, fuck it, we're going to Mexico. You know, like yeah. it he'd be on it, just trying to get you on fish. Yeah, so it's pretty rad. I think that's when I met you, maybe 2014, 15, back in the day. So yeah, wow, dude, that's cool. So you grew up around this, huh? Oh yeah. Do you have any brothers or sisters that do it too? Uh, I got a sister that's kind of into it. Not really. Really? I got a two-year-old brother. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be. Your dad's still <laughs> fucking. That the whole ball's George. He said you have to clean the chamber out every 20 years. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, 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 oh. Oh man, 
You guys yeah. fucking threw me off right now. Yeah. 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 And Matt, you don't know this, but Matt is a freedive instructor. He also owns Dark Water. Yeah. And uh, he makes the raddest float lines in the business. Uh, Thank you, Joe. Matt, why did you start Dark Waters? Um, I don't know if it was just out of necessity or I just wanted to do something a little different. Uh, kind of like anybody that builds gear, you see what's out there and you're like, I like this, you know, but I kind of want to do it my own way or my own style. So I just started messing around with it. Um, my wife and I also started another business, another spearfishing business, Red Triangle Spearfishing up in Northern California, maybe 2015. Um, <clears throat> once we moved, we brought some partners on and we're getting ready to sell our part of the business in it right now. But during that, I started making a lot of my own gear, float lines, you know, anything I basically needed, I made it. Uh, Which seems like a, a common thing with a lot of the guys that come on. They kind of just make their own stuff. It does. Right? It just you, you find out when you hunt some of these big fish or, you know, whatever it is, there's little things about it that you want. There's a lot of people that make, you know, factories that have like a factory operation that make it one way mm-hmm. and it's good. But it might not be what you want or yeah. maybe somebody wants something more custom. Um, so that's what I do. I try to do just more custom work. And so things. you do custom orders most of the yeah. time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Almost all custom, custom stuff. And, and then, and then I also needed a free diving business. So I do teach free diving. I am an FII instructor, um, through, uh, FII and I just wanted a business to start running my free diving out of as well. Do you do that down here too? I do. I haven't really done it lately. I've been plagued with ear infections the last two oh, years, wow. so it's yeah. been really gnarly. Ooh. But that's actually how Witty and I met maybe two years now, yeah, three I years. I took one of his classes. Yeah, he was in one of my classes. It was him, John, Alex, and uh, we did one other, I believe. No, it's just us three. Oh, it was it just you three? Yeah. 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 That's, yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And I got sick from the chlorine. And yeah. The pool, and I, <laughs> oh, I got so sick the next day. <laughs> Doing the pull test. And Matt's a deep diver. How deep have you dove, Matt? Well, I'm not that deep. Like 134. So in the free diving world, that's not deep at all. That's a hundred foot deeper than me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm one of those guys Woody talks about that has the five minute breath hold and the oh, hundred feet. Yeah, but, but yeah. you know, yeah, but the lobsters, I'm not going getting, you know. <laughs> He's up and down twice with his 10-pound bugs, and I'm like, scratching shorts. I'm actually making Wyatt, Wyatt, go give me my lobster. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, a new- That's exactly how Wyatt is. Because okay. my wife always gets pissed, right? We do these SBI trips. We get a three-day permit, and we're like, all right, we're going to go out there, honey. We're going to crush it. I'm going to bring back some lobster for you because normally we do bluefin, and she is tired of tuna. Yeah. So it's lobster season, so she's like, go get some lobster. Take Wyatt and go get lobster because he has all these pictures of his lobster supposedly <laughs> all over him, you know this and that so we pull the permits and what, every time i come back to the boat he's already just in the cabin i'm like what are you doing dude Susie's gonna be so pissed <laughs> nah he don't care he's <laughs> ungrateful that kid oh, shit. no comment Wyatt. yeah i did pretty good that last year you did you did all right sbi is it's a magical place isn't it, it yeah is. you guys don't fish it a lot then well, when you can well, uh, that's yes. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I try. Yeah, I shot I my can, first sea do, bass out there. Do you say hunt <clears throat> or fish when I'm talking about this? Oh, all hunt, spear fishing. That's you say I mean. hunt. Hunt. You yeah. say hunt, not fishing. Like you're going to yeah, go yeah, hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're hunting. Yeah, hunt. Yeah. 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 We got a goddamn gun. Hey, it makes me, makes me want to do it just so I can say, I'm going to go fucking hunt some fish, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically. That sounds cool, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love learning all this terminology too, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like I know what I'm fucking doing. It's funny because I, I bass fish now, you know, and like 
dude, all of my friends that fished, we'd go out and they'd fish, and I'd be like, get rid of that estrogen, you stick, and get in the water. <laughs> Be a man one time in your life. <laughs> now I'm a bass fisherman. Yeah, dude. You I'm got more bass pictures up there. Yeah, right no, now, I'm so strong. <laughs> oh, Did you bass fish, Wyatt? Uh, no, no? All right. I, I just bass thumb and bass to mouth. What were you talking about? <laughs> 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 oh, shit. I'm an idiot. Yeah. 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 I got to let it go. Bass to mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what are you doing with that fish? Uh, Is that shit legal? We got five to ten. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. shit. So what's your uh, favorite thing to hunt? Favorite fish? Uh, oh, bluefin. Bluefin. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, up in NorCal, there's a lot of special fish. So I started mostly diving up north. and uh, Whereabouts up north? Uh, all over. So yeah. from pretty much, yeah, Big Sur all the way up the Mendocino Coast. So it's a little different. This is a question I have for Amadeo. Is it, the, can you can talk about the comparison from fishing in NorCal down here to SoCal? Yeah. Uh, so up there, it's mostly reef diving. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to find the reef, trying to find the rocks. You're looking for a certain kind of structure that the fish go in. It's not about, even though it makes a difference, um, you know, current, moon phases, all that stuff, tide, doesn't really make a huge difference up in Northern California. So, yeah, lings will come in on certain times, and, you know, you might catch them shallower, you know, during their time that they're laying eggs and stuff like that. But for the most part, most of the fish live around wherever they were born. So there's areas that are obviously loaded. Um, So, yeah, so like vermilion is a fish I love to hunt up north, and it's usually a deep water fish. Um, has to have certain structure that you want to look for when you're hunting it. It used to be more of a magical fish, but a lot of people found hard access areas. They're obviously shallower because it mm-hmm. hasn't been hit as hard. Uh, but yeah, Northern California, a lot of reef diving. You always go to the bottom. You're always looking in holes. So it's a lot of hole hunting. Um, I would compare it more to Baja. You know, Woody yeah. loves Baja. So I would compare it a lot. But it's more it's more like Baja than Southern California. Southern California, I don't know it that well. I don't want to pretend that I'm a Southern California diver. I've only been You're here still like... Learning as yeah, you, as yeah. You. I've been diving SoCal. I started out coming to SoCal. I didn't even know there was diving in NorCal. So I used to take a week off of work every year and come down to like Santa Barbara area and try to hunt sea bass. And, you know, I just hunt sheephead and perch and whatever else that was around. One of my sergeants at work found out I dove. He's like, oh, I hear you like to dive. And I'm like, yeah. And I was like, he goes, you ever dive around here? And I was like, oh, there's diving up here? And he's like, <laughs> he's like what are you talking about? Just change like, the game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, there's tons of diving up here in abalone and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, oh, no. So he took me on my first NorCal adventure. Ended up being one of my mentors. Wow. Um, yeah, had me scale some cliff that, you know, I was thought I was going to die and, you know. Thought I was like a billy goat trying to climb down the trails, you know, wow. just yeah, straight sheer face rocks. Yeah, there's some pretty gnarly places in Big Sur. Um, yeah, that's scary, dude. The yeah. waves up there too, right? What's that? The waves. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's big. It's it's different than here. Sometimes going out here is a little rougher, but up there the ocean is always bigger. Um, but you can still hunt in big water up there because the viz doesn't always get destroyed sometimes because mm-hmm. it's more rocky. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Big differences. Cold? Yes, very cold. Really? Uh, sometimes it's, I would say it's worse down here, especially for sea bass, because you're not moving a lot. If okay. you're just like a guy that like slips along the surface, sometimes that can get brutally cold. Um, but the water generally up there like hurts your face when you first get wow. in, you know, on the cold years. You're like, what am I doing here? It's <laughs> so goddamn cold. You know? That's yeah. how it is until you get that fish and you're like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Exactly. Man, you know? Yeah. So there's, and the other thing that I like about up North is that I never came home empty handed. Like if I didn't want to, like if I was on a pure meat run, I mean, you can shoot a lot of fish. There's a lot of them where, 
down here, I don't know how many times I've gone for sea bass or, you know, out to the islands or bluefin. And it's do you just think it's due to the pressure of Southern California or do you think it's just a different type of fishery? Different type of fishery. Okay. Yeah. So I think the pelagics, a lot of it depends on, you know, moon phases, where you're at, current, uh, you know, whether the fish are in or not. There's not a lot you can do to, like, try to find them if they're not there. You know, so some things I think you have to be a better fisherman in Southern California, whereas in Northern California, you can kind of grind it out. If you're going to do 75 to 100 drops, you're going to find fish down here. It's not like that. You got to be a better fisherman. You got to know the area. You got to have a really good network. I think that increases your chances dramatically down Southern California. Yeah. And uh, this is a cool thing, too, would be like when you talk about scaling cliffs and stuff like that, it's kind of like shore fishing. Where you're shore fishing for a long time, and then you get a boat. Yeah. Same thing with you guys, dude. Right, launch from the beach. When I used to fish Crystal Cove all the time, I'd see dudes leave bags. And, uh, you know, like on, everything on the, the beach, and I'd right. be walking by and I'd surf fishing. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. And they'd come out with bugs and be like, oh, fuck, you know, or <laughs> yeah. whatever. So it's kind of the same idea, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, up there, we use kayaks a lot. Oh, do you? Oh, it just opens up all kinds of stuff. So I yeah. used to paddle for uh, Wilderness Systems kayak. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've done like 60 mile treks, you oh know, eight miles one way, eight miles back. There's a lot of places that, because you can just hit, you know, it's just remote areas up there. So you kind of travel a lot and you go to spots that are just loaded that you never would have hit, you know, unless you were in a boat. Yeah. And there's not a ton of boat launches up there. So it's either yeah. shore diving or kayaking. Yeah. You Did you grow up in the shore too a lot, White? You smell that there? What? Snow trail again. What do you do? <laughs> hey, I was like, it smelled <laughs> fucking right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Why are you breathing in so hard, though? Uh, it smell. It's brutal. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, did you grow up a lot from the shore, too? Or did you, like, because your dad had the boat, you were kind of with... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm spoiled. I, I got to uh, be on the boat. My whole career, pretty much. Yeah. Whole, whole time Which is, and, that's fucking cool, man. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of spoiled, just your dad brought you into something that, you know, he loved. Yeah. I've been so. short diving a couple of times. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> that's like every <laughs> fucking fisherman going, I hate fucking <laughs> fishing. From the, I'd rather be at the boat, you know? Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> how about what do you like to aim for when you're when you're hunting? Uh, Yellowtail is probably my favorite. Really? Least favorite? Sea bass. Really? Sure. Oh, yeah. What I've heard is really hard to fish for him too, like for hunt for him. You know, like I just hate being cold. But bluefin, that's different. It's it's something nice. I like that. Only certain yeah. times of the year that you're really going after him. Yeah. But so just, when when you can't go for bluefin, what do you go for? Uh, I really don't dive during the wintertime. Really? I usually just dive in the summertime. You never go bugging with Woody. Uh, no, not with Woody. <laughs> yeah, a few times with Matt. But uh, even then, you know, I never really go out anymore. Really? I usually just go on my dad's boat, but since he's up north now. Yeah. He fishes Albuquerque now, so. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Turn the, turn the boat from a dive boat into a fishing boat. Wow. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you're going to Florida? Are you going to uh, fish or not? Uh, no. Going no. to SpaceX. Oh, what is that? Uh, so I go out on this boat that recovers, uh, these two halves called the fairings. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's like the nose cone off the rockets, pretty much. No way, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. All you you're doing that for. Do you have your captain's license now? Why? I do. You do? Yeah. yeah. Congrats. Let's bring the mics closer. You can just, oh, right. If Congrats. you want to sit back, that's fine. Just bring yeah. the mic a little closer. All right. So you do you have your captain's license now? Sure do. Why well, are you getting closer, a little closer, buddy? Man. Got it. You can check you can pull it if you want, like, grab it by the shaft. Yeah, you know how to do it. Yeah, grab it by the shaft. Let's not pretend. You have pride. Yeah, tell us more about that. That's interesting. This is my first time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never done this before. Uh-huh. It's a it's a cool gig. I've been doing it for uh, like a year and a half now with a couple no way. buddies. Yeah, they just so, someone was there like a main dude that kind of got into it and said, "Hey, you want to do this?" Yeah. So one of my uh, guys that I work for, Ron Warren, he's pretty legendary in the spearfishing yeah. community. One legged diver. God took one of his legs to level him off with other men. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he got the contract uh, to do the diving for SpaceX, and then he didn't like it, so he let me and uh, my other buddy do it. Wow. How long do you guys out there for? Uh, normally, like, five days. Oh, really? This next one's supposed to be, like, two weeks. Oh, that would be fun, man. Yeah, it's, like, 1,200 miles offshore. <laughs> Something like that. And why? You're sponsored by Hacker Pirates or? Uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just yeah. getting a little shout out to your boys, man. Yeah, Hacker Pirate. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, bro. I reached yeah. out to him to come on a long time ago. Oh, I'm sure I can put in a good word for you. If you could, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, I'll get him out here. Super nice guys. Yeah. Super, yeah. Hacker Pirate guys are pretty solid. They man. do a little bit of everything, too. They do fishing, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they do it all. They do a lot of drinking. <laughs> I've seen the videos, yeah. They, they, they look like they do. They love their Coors lattes, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, you're a boat owner. I am. You are? What kind Unfortunately. Of <laughs> yeah. I uh, hear you. I have a 2008 Twin V Express catamaran. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you had that for a minute? Uh, no, two years. Two years? Yeah, okay, but so I ran the hell out of it the last two years. Really? Like 700 hours or something. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got that when you guys moved down here? Uh, yeah, the minute I moved down here, I was like, you know, if I'm going to be down here, took some of my retirement money with uh-huh. all these big bluefin around, and I was like, I'm going to take a year, and I'm going to hunt these fish so I have no desire to go anywhere else in the world and hunt them. So took some of my money. Boom, bought a boat and decided to get after them. So when you moved down here, is that when you kind of got into bluefin or were you into it before? No, so I did do it the year before that. Uh, I went with a really good friend, Brian No. He's another Spiro out there. Um, I went out on his boat like eight times the year before. Okay. Uh, it was tough. And we had a tough time in 2016, even though everybody was crushing them. Um, we had a really tough time getting on them. Finally took a charter at one point. Um Alan, I think, is the guy's name. I can't remember his last name. But another gut guy who got a lot of people on a lot of big fish. I saw them twice for the first time at the end of 2016, and I farmed the shot. I just missed. I'm not really sure why. Uh, <laughs> fish could have been swimming faster. The big fish, they look like they're moving super slow, but they're not. You know, they're still moving along pretty quick click, you know. And I don't know. There's a lot of things that could have happened. But without having GoPro, I don't know why I missed. I can make up all kinds of crazy things and you know yeah do you make sure you bring a gopro with you all the time now yeah pretty Everyone, much pretty much guys, yeah. i have uh 
except for 2016. But from 2017 on, I have every bluefin I shot and oh, missed on film. So nice. it's pretty rad that I have them all. You yeah. got to see his films. We got to get you one of those and put on the podcast. It's, yeah. They're pretty epic, man. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're like bone chilling. Yeah. yeah. He made like a whole kind video of document, of the whole video. Put yeah. It together. I made a couple little clips and then I have like one full video. I'm getting ready to do another one for this past year. Is I it like a video you put on somewhere we can look at? <laughs> yeah, it's YouTube? on YouTube. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it under? So if people wanted to check uh, it out. I think it's under my Red Triangle Spearfishing okay. account. I think it's just called like SoCal Bluefin Spearfishing 2017. So I don't know where this next one will go yet, but uh, I'm going to do that one soon. Yeah, those are interesting. Like when Chris Oaks, dude, I was like, oh, yeah. Out like 10 Which times. one with Oak? Dude, <laughs> he's, <laughs> the the shark. One. he's the other half. The shark? The yeah, shark one? Yeah. Were you there for that? Oh, the shark one was my video <laughs> where it looks like it's going to eat his head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we can talk about that. Hey, you were there for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear it. Fucking Chris Oak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kukamoto. Yeah. I love Oak, right? I yeah. love him. So Oak, uh, it had been a rough year for me in that start. So I hadn't shot one yet. Um, I'd gone out a couple times. Um, some guys put me on them. And that guy, Steele and Austin Derry, they had put me on fish, you know, the week prior. Nonstop. Small grade. And I was having some issues with my gun, right? It wasn't ballasted right, and I kept missing. And I was just missing and missing. And, like, I was just – I was on suicide watch. It was like, oh, my God, he missed, like, six bluefin today, right? Everybody's talking shit. And I'm like, ah, oh, it is what it is, whatever. Well, I got on GoPro, and I could see what my gun was doing. And I was like, all right, I figured it out. So the week later, we hear they're out there again. So I got uh, Joel, my buddy Joel and Chris spoke on, um, both really good sea bass divers, Joel as well. Um <clears throat> And we went out. So we went out. Basically, I think I put Oak on a fish right away, and boom, he toggled, floats, go tombstone. Um, and then I put Joel on the school, and boom, he's on. So now I'm driving back and forth between two guys. We ended up getting both their fish on the deck. It was pretty epic. Um, so like, all right, well, it's your turn. It's your turn. So I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like two guys I can't miss. So sure enough, they dump me in, perfect dump, and pop down, and these fish are moving fast. So basically, I take the shot on the fly. I end up hitting it work it up you know they helped me with the second shot and we get the fish so right away i'm already bleeding it right because i'm like oh yeah let's get this blah 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 and oak's like hey matt do you want to take some pictures with it and i was like no i don't have any pictures like underwater pictures i'm not that guy i can't yeah horrible pictures right so i'm like yeah sure yeah you want to take some pictures all right cool so like i've already bloodied though so like i'm like choking on tuna blood you know they bleed like humans they're like yeah. you know 135 pound fish bleeds a lot so joel messing around he's like hey you should like you know tie that thing off you know to a float or something he's like just chuck your fish if a mako comes and i'm like yeah right like as much as we've been out there we're over like thousands of feet of water yeah i was like they didn't know you know i've never seen a shark out here and we've been hunting these fish you know nonstop. so i was like okay yeah sure so oak cops and luckily we did put it to like a crab float and i'm sitting there holding my fish in the water and trying to stay afloat and Oak's taking these badass shots of my fish. I'm like, oh, cool. So I'm like, hey, I'm going to do the underwater shot. He's like, hey, yeah, yeah, cool. So my first drop down, I dip down with it. And as I'm like coming up with it, I just see this thing behind him. I'm going to say conservatively, it was 10 feet. Could have been up to 12. (laughs) I sent it to a shark guy, uh, Riley Elliott, badass uh, free dive instructor as well. And he was like, oh, it's a big animal, mate. And I was like, yeah, dude. (laughs) So because I wasn't right for a while, right? When you see a shark like that underwater, it, it changes you for a little bit. You know, everybody can say, oh, no, it is what it is. That's the way I'm going to go. Nah, fuck that. I want to live, right? I don't yeah, want to get yeah, eaten. I don't want to get yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get, you know, <laughs> wounded, right? Call me a pussy all you want. No, I'm good on that, right? 
So basically, I see it, and I'm like, holy shit. And it's like coming up right behind Oak, and then it makes this churn, and I chuck my fish. Like, oh, shit, here's my first bluefin, and I'm going to chuck it. God damn it, Oak, right? He's pretty important, though. So I was like, all right, so I fucking... (laughs) Chuck my fish, right? He is wearing this suit called Hex. Supposedly, they have this technology that keeps sharks away. They can't fill you with the fish. And I was like, well, he's got a Hex suit on. Should I chuck it? And I just decided to chuck it. So I chucked the fish. As soon as I chucked the fish, boom, that thing made like just a U-turn and went right for Oak's head. And like in the video, you can hear me like with bubbles. Oak! Because I'm like trying to let him know. And all I do is I see Oak's eyes get like this. (laughs) And he throws the camera up over his head. And I was like, and it just missed his head. Oh my God. And then dude, dude, yeah, I mean... I think if I would have had Michael Phelps next to me, I would have beat him to the boat all day long. Right? I looked at my fish. I looked at Oak. I saw he still had his head on. Boom. I was, and I was just like, whoosh. You know? So I took like three strokes and I was in the boat. And then I have all of the footage like unedited where you can hear us. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It came after us. And Joe's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like, Oak is like, get the fish, get the fish. Oak's like, a soldier. Oh, dude. He's like You're trying like, to get the white. Yeah, he's trying to get the fish back with his camera and shit as get it on we get in and then we had to then it took my fish and so we're trying to get on the crab float and it's like dunking it and luckily we were able to pull it up and it only bit on the head and left a bunch of scratch marks and we were able to like get it back up so it was Ah. it was pretty rad but uh yeah it was definitely it was it was did that make you kind of go i'm not getting in for a minute oh dude yeah it definitely uh there's some times because when we hunt bluefin you like punch into the deep and sometimes it's like murky green and the more we do this, the more sharks are around, especially people are chumming them or ripping them off or whatever. Yeah. So there's been quite a few encounters in the last wow. you know year. So when I'm in that green murk, that's like always in the back of my head or when the fish is just hanging down there, you know, and the bungee stretched to 200 feet and you're working it up and you're like, fuck, what is down there? You know, or when you punch the dive to put a second shot in it. Yeah, I'm definitely, you know, sketched out sometimes. Yeah, I talked that like I talked to Bobby Martinez when he flipped his boat at San Clemente. And he's like, it took me a while to get my legs back, dude, on the boat and not be, you know? Yeah. I mean, I could imagine, I couldn't imagine that. And Wyatt, you shot. Oh, dude. You shot a yellowtail off a of great white. You've had a couple encounters. <laughs> You've had a couple encounters, Wyatt. Let's, let's hear the one about the yellowtail off the I mean, great for, white. For as small as his balls are, they are heavy. I'll say that. <laughs> Many times get addressed. They're so small, but I'm like, God damn, they're heavy. <laughs> if you watch this video, it's intense, dude. It's unreal. Tell, tell us about it, dude. Oh man. Uh, so Discovery Channel was on my dad's boat, and they went to uh, the Channel Islands. They're trying to find a, a shark to film for Shark Week, and uh, just shitty weather up there. And they came back uh, to Catalina, so I went over there to meet them. But they're on the back side, and I had a little whaler, so I didn't want to run all the way around. So I just sat on the front side, and I was diving yellowtail. And it was a pretty good day. Current was ripping, but it was super green, like just murky as balls. And uh, I think I got like four, just like back to back to back, just right away. And then it was probably like four in the afternoon or something like that, and I just started seeing them like solos come by. Um, I got one more, and then... uh, probably five like getting ready to be sunset and uh i just saw like yellowtail kind of like you can see the bottoms it's white and i just saw like flashing like that and i was just staring at those but the fish or the shark had already gone past me uh-huh. and i just saw a tail in the corner of my eye oh shit and uh yeah 
I, I looked up, looked at the boat. I was like, fuck that. I'm not swimming back to the boat. So I just followed the shark. And then it hit the reef and came back towards me. And I could see his eye just turn and look at me. And then it just kept swimming. So I was like, shit, yeah. And the whole time, the fish were just following the, the back of the shark. So I just dove down. Thought about riding the shark. Pussied out when I got to... Uh, Wait, I was you're swimming a, with the shark and you're pussing out about riding. Dude. <laughs> Fucking like, guy. This is one badass you know, opportunity to you know try and ride that thing. And I got probably within uh, maybe like seven feet. And it just looked enormous. Yeah. Just wide. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, I just pussied out. Came back up. And then did another dive and I shot the fish. Uh, maybe like ten feet behind it. No way. Yeah. Dude, so, that's wild, man. And when he surfaces, is the best because he's like, yeah, I scream like a little girl. Yeah, singing, great white, great Michael Phelps there definitely would have outswam that guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a penguin jumping on an iceberg. So you guys, I mean, boat. when you see sharks, it's kind of like it's kind of part of the game, right? No. no. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, you guys have... I've yet to see one like that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this place I've got, I don't know if you guys have seen the video going around. I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but there's a place I go in Mexico. And then a picture comes across my feed and goes, hey, check this out. And it's a Mexican, commercial Mexican fisherman. And the shark had bit off up his leg, mm-hmm. his whole leg off. His balls oh my God. to his ribs chomped it off, and I'm like, I saw that. Ooh, and I got, <laughs> and, and, and I died that exact spot. I guess where he died. Oh my gosh! Well, now so, I know where you died. <laughs> I was like, oh my God! Man. You dive over there, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I heard the viz is usually kind of crappy there. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. It is. You gotta like fill it out and. And Puerto Penasco is kind of the designation island off that spot. So it's just... Dude, I went there one time, and we're diving this break wall. Damn. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, there you go. There's that picture. Oh, my God. Yeah, so... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Dude, clean off, dude. Yeah. I was at another spot in Baja that week or like three days before so but on the opposite side oh right across the lake yeah right across the lake right. yeah, yeah i go there too man <laughs> and, dude i'll tell you what man we're di- this is mainland i'm talking about i punched a dive down and the water's really dirty and i look up and i see this 
really big fish with two tails. I'm going to try and make it out in the water. I'm like, make it out. And all of a sudden, boom, they both charged me as two Cabrera snappers, high 50s, and they just ran right at me. And I was like, whoa, what a shot. And I shot and just skinned this one. And I, man, I was so mad that day. I was so mad. I wasn't ready for it. You know, you're just not ready for sometimes. You know, Cabrera snapper, I haven't shot a lot of them. I've shot small ones. I've never seen one that big. And it's like two of them that size, easy shot. If I just would look a different direction. But I was really just trying to figure out what it was. And that same spot is where that guy got bit. Oh, dude, it was scary, right? Yeah. 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 It was really shallow where he got bit, like 10 feet of water. Wow. Yeah. You guys have there. problems with seals ever? Not seals, but no. sea lions. Sea yeah. lions? Yeah. yeah. So seals are pretty chill. They'll okay. like come play with you and everything yeah. else. But sea lions, especially down here, they can get pretty gnarly. Depending they on the spot. You? Yeah, I think I think they just they're getting trained. You know, yeah. they just know that they can take fish. People aren't recovering their fish properly, they're taking time and basically they're just coming and or they're giving their fish away and they're just they're being trained, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't play they're they're a protected thing, so I don't really play with them, but I don't play with them. You know, it's just, Dude. yeah, I don't like sea lions at all. Yeah, my, my uncle was dove a long time ago for abalone, and uh, I kept somewhere around here, this was years ago, and he said at one time they kept grabbing his fins and taking him down 20 feet and then letting him go, take him down 20 feet, <laughs> let him go. It's like crazy, dude. Yeah. There's a pretty, <laughs> good, smart. There's, there's pretty good video out there of, yeah. uh, I think it's wands, right? Yeah, Juan's video. He has a video of him shooting a yellowtail, and he has like this music. It just looks like you just see like twenty five sea lions just arc with the fish after he oh shoots it, God. and they're just going. And he's fighting Dude. with it. One's taking the fish, and he's fighting with it back and forth. And so you kind of see what they do. Um, so I, I play. Yeah, usually when I dive, I almost have always have a buddy with me. I don't ever dive solo. So a lot of times, especially if I got buddies coming from up north, and they shoot a fish, the first thing I'm doing is I'm just diving down and just playing defense, trying to keep all the sea lions away from no it. Way. It's that bad, huh? Yeah, some places, yeah, wow. for sure. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Plus, you, know, you don't want to lose a nice fish, you know? No. Yeah. I'd be scared of the fucking yeah. sea lion. Yeah. <laughs> fish, dude. I had never got... I was at Santa Barbara Island, and my buddy Todd Farquhar was on a boat, and we were, you know, I was... I had never been to the Santa Barbara Island, and he's like... And I seen these fucking sheephead. They were just like monstrosities there. I'm like, I gotta shoot one. He's like, dude, but all the seals are there. I'm like, just drop me in the middle of them. <laughs> fucking want them. You know, like... When you're in the middle of something and you're like, this is getting worse. And I shoot this sheephead a big one. And I don't even like eating sheephead. Uh-huh. But I got like a monster trophy sheephead. And man, Todd said it looked like a gang of dudes would just hit me in the head. And he was like, what you, we just pulled the boat up and then we're like, get in the boat. And I'm like, oh, here's my sheephead. You know what I mean? My, my estrogen levels were high that day. I was, dude, they were growling in my face. And I was like, I'm not going to die for a fucking sheephead, dude. But yeah. it was just like, yeah, it happened so quick. They left me alone for a while. Then when they see me shoot one, they were on me. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know if he had his chick around, the main dude, but he was like, he was coming close, man. I could see the back of his throat. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, this is so, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Let's uh, talk about your personal best. Um, all you guys like your sea bass, sheep patty, man. Some of your big fish you caught that were like. Biggest bluefin. Let's start there. I think my biggest bluefin is just round 200. I didn't actually even get to weigh it. I taped it out. So I'm going to say it probably was under. I was on the boat with two other bluefin legends, uh, Scotty Bloomer and Richie mm-hmm. Balta. And those guys crush it. And uh, theirs were definitely way over 200, maybe 220 and like 215. Mine was a little bit shorter. So uh, probably around 200 for my best bluefin. 
Wow, man, yeah, that's that's huge. I think the little guy though has the biggest one, right? How big was yours? Two forty three. Two forty three. Got seven that. ounces. Yeah. <laughs> that's why Matt teases him all the time. Uh, is that why he teases Matt? It is a little bit of self hatred. <laughs> yeah, he just shoots one. He's just lucky. He's not. He's not putting consistent. Yeah. Uh, one a year, one and done for me, boys. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow man, that's big, man. What about yeah. yellowtail? Uh, Thirty-eight pounds. Wow, dear. I have a big yellowtail. I don't know, twenty, twenty-one and a half. Not bad, dude. Yeah, take it all day. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> sorry. There you go. What about sea bass? Why? What do you have for sea bass? Uh, sea bass. Uh, About the same yeah. size as your calico? What, 10.3? <laughs> 34 pound. Biggest sea bass. Dude, nice. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, mine's not that no. big either. It's like 45 maybe. Really? 34. Yeah. That's rookie. Yeah. Is it? I, I wouldn't know. I'd yeah, the last few years, <laughs> just bigger and bigger fish come really? out. Yeah, and you just see guys crushing 50-pound fish, 60-pound fish, and it's just – I think there's a lot more of them. From what I'm gathering, talking to people who have been sea bass diving a long time, there's a lot of fish – Compared to previous years where, like, a 50-pounder was a really, really nice fish, I think I heard about a lot more just from the circle. Like I said, I'm not a sea bass expert by any means, but I think there's a lot more of those fish being taken. And you saw some, I guess, in the 60s and 70s, yeah. in the last few yeah, years, yeah. there's some some big fish taken. Yeah. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on we kind of talked about is uh, etiquette between uh, boats, you know? Yeah. Like, I like talking about that, so maybe everyone could open their eyes. I know we talk about it almost every podcast, but since you know there's like kind of a division with boats, fishing, and spearfishing, it's always cool to talk about it, to air it out, so maybe people will think twice about things. I've never run into any issues, like I don't, you know, but maybe you guys have run into some issues, and maybe things could be kind of taken from your perspective. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I'm super conservative on the water. I I don't like being that guy that will, you know, run over somebody's kite. And, you know, we can move a lot faster because we don't have kites up. We don't mm-hmm. have gear out. So we can move fast, you know. So I, I can understand where people are trying to get to a spot and we see it as well. And maybe we see it at the same time or even see it a little later. We can, you know, I can haul ass and get my guys out on it if I need be. Um, so I'm pretty conservative. I try to stay away from the fleet. Um but some days that's the only place you can go. That's just where the fish are, right? They're just maybe on a hot spot. Maybe they've been, you know, dumping bait out all night. And so that's where they're all at. So yeah. I try to work around them. I don't go through them or anything like that. Um, but at the same time, I kind of see it go both ways where we will find fish way off the fleet. But, of course, they got guys. They got gyros. They can do all that stuff. So they see us. And next thing you know, we'll dump guys out. And then, you know, we'll have 16 boats on top of us. So it goes both ways. But, yeah, I try to stay away from them because the difference is, is that, yeah, a guy can catch a fish and have it hanging. And the school might not disperse. We shoot a fish. The school is definitely going to dive deep. They're going to move away. And, you know, that fish is going to be solo pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So I can understand breaking up the schools and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is I think, you know, if if a dive boat's on a fish and they got already tombstone floats, there's no reason for anybody to come around it. Same thing if you got guys that are hooked up and, you know, they got their lines out. Dive boats should know, you know, to give them distance, give them some room, you know. Um I don't know. That's my take on it. I try. There, there, there's no like, um, like when the the flags out, like someone's diving. Is there like a law you got to be captain? Dive flag. 
Die flag distance, like, what is it, 200 yards? Like really? That? So yeah, there is, yeah, yeah, if you have a die flag up, they're supposed to keep a certain distance. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah but no one. Uh, no. no. <laughs> uh, they don't do that. My dad's got the, the PA system down, yelling at guys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just take your mother, <laughs> Basically, that's how it goes. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was at, I was at the high spot over Pedro, and I had shot a fish. And I'm like, yeah, all day we dove all day to shoot this 15 pounds of bass. And as I pop up, a jet ski goes over my forehead. I'm like, whoa, motherfucker, like, motherfucker. And he goes, Ooh, and he gets like, he didn't want to expect me to sit out of the water. And he turned around and he came right back at me again. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I, he was like doing this little donut thing. He was like, I'm so sorry. He almost hit me twice. He was renting the jet ski. Well, I lose a Wong spear gun. I drop a fucking brand new gun. Oh, not a brand new gun, but a gun, a Wong spear gun. And I look, and I look, and I'm kind of rattled from this, man. I'm like, I'm starting thinking of my kids, and like, dude, this, could, you know, this will fucking knock you silly, this jet ski, you know what I mean? I'm thinking of my kids, I'm like, fuck, I get back in my weather, I'm like, me and Kevin are, look, Kevin, me and Kevin are looking, I jump back in the water, I'm like, it's just a gun, dude, done. Yeah. Just some tell me go home, man, I go home, and John Hughes and Ron, one leg of Ron, they, they call me, and they're like, where are you at that fish? You know, John Hughes, and, where you at that fish? Where you at? No, you that fish. Where's that? What time? Where at? I remember this story. <laughs> and uh, yeah. so Ron and they're both arguing. John, this is the story. John says, this is all hearsay. Ron and John are arguing. They're like brothers. They're always arguing. And Ron's like, I don't think it's there. I think it's there. And Ron's like, fuck it. Throw the anchor. Ron throws the anchor. He jumps in. John jumps in. He goes, fucking goddamn Ron. Fucking leaving this gun down here. There's my gun anchored right on it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because it was wrapped up weird. It was just like seven feet below the water in a weird direction. You know, the oh. current must have took it from me, and, just, and the reel line just kept going out. Yeah, because the shaft was stuck, but the reel line was spun out, so it must have floated quick. And uh, next day, I got my gun back, and I was like super stoked. On that gun. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, and that, that gun has that. I shot a. I shot a, a golf grouper. In Mexico, like I'd say, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe thirty-five to forty pounds, and I shot it. And when I shot it, it went in this cave, and it went back out the cave, and it just boop, my gun, my gun just boop out of my hands. Like, oh shit! And uh, I watched my gun, and I'm like swimming with my gun, just going, watching my gun go. I get my hand on it, and I'm like, oh, I can't go. I'm out of air. I have a whole horrible breath hold, so I'm back up at like forty feet. And my buddy just comes down. He has a, you know, he's one of these guys. And he's like, hey, I got your gun. And I'm like, I'll take you like 70 feet. And, you know, three divers are really relaxed, Mikey. You know, and somebody, I don't know, some guy I know, might be me, accidentally shot a shark one day. And, uh, and uh, it was super one foot visibility. And we were hunting sea bass. And we were getting schooled by him and schooled by him. And I see one and I'm like, oh, no, that was, and I didn't, you know. Shot a shark. <laughs> and, uh, everyone's done it. Everyone's either come close to it, see bass diving, and a lot of guys don't like to admit it, but most guys I've talked to one on one have been like, I have almost, and I, I'm the guy that pulled the trigger. And uh, yeah, you go for a ride. Uh, I was going for a, an unmistakably slow ride to hell. It's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like, oh. So we're fighting with this shark, and Mikey's like, hey, should I go down and stab it? Stab it. Okay, and he goes down and he's like all mellow. And this kid just went like American me on this thing. <laughs> 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 I'm 
like, wow, that little feminine kid knows how to stab something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this kid, and I, I go down, this thing's still ain't dying, so we end up eating shark that night. But it was, it was all good. You know, we ate every bit of it, and uh, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. It ain't bad. No, that's what I hear. As long as you take care of it super fast. Yeah, this one definitely bled out. Uh, (laughs) This one definitely bled out. American (laughs) B-style. American B-style, yeah. Orderly grasshopper. Get get off the fence, cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another question I like to ask the fishermen is even uh, uh, Instagram. Yeah. So you guys have been doing this for a minute. Now that Instagram is very popular and with fishing, I think it's taken off. I'm sure the same thing with you guys spearfishing how do you think the effect of that has been on your spearfishing community has it been very positive has it been very negative um has it blown out spots for you guys oh pictures, for sure yeah pictures background stuff like that yeah 110 yeah. percent. yeah yeah and, and some spots are different some of them you just don't want a ton of people at so like yeah. southern california you know you may look at the bed and there's like a big bed but maybe there's just a corner of the bed that produces yeah. right maybe there's just a high spot on the current that that's where the fish come in at right so maybe some guys are doing it wrong that's my buddy scotty blimmer's thing you're doing it wrong but maybe they're <laughs> like scouring the entire bed where there's like one corner that's good and if people know what that corner is or whatever the place you know can only handle maybe one or two divers and when you got you know everybody knows that there's fish and every, then you got everybody going out there and it just it gets there's too many people on one spot sometimes it's not that you you know the fish can't handle the pressure or whatnot but there's just too many people for you to hunt effectively um northern california for sure you can decimate a spot with a handful of guys because you can shoot so many rockfish so Mm -hmm. they're super slow growing you know they're old and you can just kill a spot you know based on you know handful of new guys coming and just shooting a bunch of reds that are you know super shallow it can happen pretty quickly. And then the thing is, is yeah, backdrops are important. And I mean, everybody, if you're, it's hard when you have a business and you want to promote your business yeah. without giving up the spot. So like, I'm horrible at the Instagram game because I just, I don't want to be that guy that gives up spots or whatever. And sometimes people send pictures or they tag you and it's like, okay, that was too much. But then you get the people who are like, whatever ocean's free, you know, you can just post whatever. So me, I like to take the thing. I like to be conservative with it. I try not to post backdrops. I try not to post right away, but sometimes it happens and you know, I'm guilty of it. So I don't want to see, you know, Hey pot, how you doing kettle? But yeah, it it, (laughs) it definitely does happen. And I think some places it's at a negative effect, especially when people don't care and they just post it up or you took someone and then they, take two people and they take six people spots ruined you know yeah. you just have a ton yeah, of people going there lobster spots. yeah lobster i can see <laughs> yeah, the same thing yeah, yeah yeah so like i mean like big sir everybody goes there their first time and they just crush it because there's so many fish around so many big fish and you know it's kind of like okay it's your first time you and you have fun but like i try to set a you know a, a limit for myself like i only try to shoot you know big verms i only try to shoot two or three of them tops you know and I guess it does matter, too, if I'm going on a meat run, if I've got nothing in the freezer and the wife wants fish or whatever, I'm not going to be able to go for another six months. You know, whatever it is, it all, yeah. all kind of depends. But, yeah, I try to be more conservative. Definitely. That's part yeah. of the whole Instagram thing, too, is, like, um, showing people different uh, outlooks, you know? Yeah. And Tom, I got your opinion. I think that's good that you guys could put this out here, too. What do you think, Wyatt? You're kind of a little more in touch with that. You're a little younger. So you kind of grew up with it. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> I think Catalina. I don't know. Have you done lobster at Catalina lately? I don't do it no more. Oh, dude, it was brutal. <laughs> we tried yeah, it once this year. It was nuts. It's like really? ghost town now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just toast. You think because Instagram, a lot of it, social media. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it has yeah. a little bit to do with it, but I mean, just everybody with a boat now just goes over there and 
you know, hoop nets, what, you get like 10 a boat or something like that? Yeah. And, you know, you go over there, it's just glow sticks. Glow sticks. Dude, wild, right? And 30 yeah, so. people on the boat hooping, yeah, and they're filling dude. out all their kids. Yeah. Every, kid the kid, every kid in the boat's getting a car. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's dirty, true. man. These guys are ruthless. Yeah, and they don't... When it's gone, it's gone. We'll know. And, like, a lot of times guys see me post pictures of big bugs. They don't know I let a lot of those go. I don't promote that or try not to. But You just take time, what you need, right? Yeah, a lot of those big bugs we let go of. A lot of the guys I post those pictures of a lot. Hopefully, some of them say they let them go. I hope they do, you know. And some guys say, don't matter because they ain't breeders. But, man, they're 100 fucking years old, man. Like, it's, even if they ain't breeders, so what? They're 100 years old. Yeah. You got 30 small bugs. You got 30 legal bugs. It doesn't matter. It ain't going to taste no different. And I like consistent bugs. Consistent size bugs for the cooking aspect. Like, I just went to a barbecue. And it's hard to have a five pounder, a one pounder, four pounder, three pounder, eight pounder, and then you got like inconsistent meat to cook on a barbecue or something. It's real cool when you have all the tails the same size because you're like everyone gets the same size tail and everyone was stoked and, and uh, you know it, it was fun. It was you know for me it's that yeah. way. that's way that's for me you know. And, yeah, uh, these are high level problems. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got thirty bugs. One's this size. One's this size. <laughs> I will take what I can get. Yeah. 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 I'm not that picky because I can't get them like that. Stick with me, man. Yeah. And what he does, he does live by that. I don't know if he remembers, but like two years ago, he actually invited me out. He's like, have you got a 10, bu- 10 pound bug? And I was like, uh, no. And he's like, okay, well, you can keep your first one, but we usually let him go. But you can keep the first one. If you want to take one, you can take one, but we let him go. I was like, oh, okay, all right. That was like two years ago. He did tell me that. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's been living by that. Uh, I usually take guys out. and get, You know, I got a couple guys out this year, and they were stoked. And I always feel good when I get guys PBs. You know what I mean, man? Because guys work hard. Yeah. And uh, to put a guy in his PB, it always t- I've actually stopped with my buddy Mikey, and he had never had a bug over two pounds. And he, we were jostling for area on the set, you know, on the wall, we're jostling. And these guys, a lot of guys don't know how to hunt bugs. They don't understand they're in one foot of water. You know, when you're in one foot of water, look in the crevice. You know, don't go dive down. Search everything going down. And sure enough, I look, I'm like, that's a 10 pound bug. That's a 10 pound bug. I know what a 10 pound bug is. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, I swam after him and grabbed his fin. He's like, dude, what's up? And, uh, <laughs> He's <laughs> a super nice guy, and uh, I'm like, "There's a ten pound bug in there." And this guy has a gnarly breath hole, and I showed him, and he's like, "Oh, okay." And he went around this weird way. I, there was an opening right here, and he just could have stuck his hand. But he crawled in, and was like in there for three minutes, like working on the bug. And I'm like, "Bro, I can grab it right here." I'm like, watch the whole thing with my snorkel. And I'm like, "Oh, this is badass." But that guy, God, that guy has a good breath hole. Knock my my space from. Breathing, and he's like, hey, I got it. Oh, he's stoked, and exactly came out 10.2. Oh, nice. So I was super stoked to put him on one. Yeah. You know? I saw one big bug, and it scared me. <laughs> it looked like it should have been in an aquarium or something. Dude. Yeah, we were out at SBI, and Ooh. it was opening night, so we were pretty good, you know, pretty good odds because the traps hadn't started taking them yet or anything. So diving down, I was only like maybe 12 feet of water, and I was like at the end of my breath hole, and I was like watching the sheephead like eat some urchin, and I was like, oh, that's kind of rad. You know, like when you see it at nighttime, it looks different than the daytime. Yeah. Like the fish act different different and, and i'm like looking down this like ravine kind of and it has the eelgrass kind of moving and i look and i'm like oh yeah look at that sheep eddie and i'm getting ready to go up and then i just see it and i was like oh man that's a big bug and i was like god damn that thing looks like it 
should be at Legoland Aquarium or something. And I was like, uh, so eventually I went to not grab it and I just went out to get my friends to come help me with it. I was like, God damn, that thing is big. Did you get it? No, dude, it was gone when we went back down. Oh, Solid gone. Man. Yeah. I only wrestled with one big bug, but it was in Puerto Rico actually. And it was at 70 feet. So that thing is like kind of scarred me. So I was trying to fight this big bug out of a cave at like 70 oh, feet. My gosh, yeah. When I finally dude. got it and like when you're contorting around there under pressure, it feels a little bit differently. And I was only wearing like a 1.5 and I didn't realize the spikes when they start to whip their tail and i'm like at 70 feet you know down there for like a minute minute and a half already and like i finally get it out of the hole and like wrapped up and it starts whacking me and it's hitting me in the nuts and i'm like <laughs> blowing out air and i'm like oh, i'm gonna die you know so yeah big bugs they scare me still dude that's so deep 70 feet bro i'm sure you're like oh. yeah, yeah <laughs> i had like a decent one in santa barbara island and i wasn't paying attention of course and it took off you know it's from backwards and i was just like Holding my breath and I'm like swimming with it. And I'm swimming and I'm not paying attention. I'm just focusing. This bug is going boom and stopping, boom, stopping. And it's looking at me still for a minute, boom, stopping. And I'm like, I'm in a cave. <laughs> I'm in a cave. And, whoosh, I felt a and I'm like, this is going to push me in the cave. And I just whoo, backed out and couldn't turn around. And you can't swim backwards. So I just like ripped my fin, ripped my suit, got backwards. I mean, it was just going down. What it was is like a it was rolling underneath the island of Santa Barbara. Oh, that place is so God, sketchy, dude. man. Yeah. And if you guys don't, we lost a friend there. Are we, you know, one of our friends, Sam, you know, I don't know how he was doing it, but that quick. That yeah, quick, dude, you're out of air and surround. And if you don't have, you're not like a mat or someone, you don't have all the free dive experience of what to do. Like, I don't have a lot of deep, you know, holding my breath and what to get. A lot of panic time. That panic is what kills us, I think, you know. Yeah. Lose your breath, huh? Yeah. 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 So that's why I suggest if you guys are new to free, uh, Matt, are you still doing classes? Or? Yeah, I, I had one up, but no one signed up recently. I, I need to get better on it. You know, I'm going to let Wyatt start taking my Instagram because my thumb hurts after like a half a day of trying to do stuff. So he's always able to swipe in and doing all his stuff. <laughs> well, uh, promote where they can find you. Uh, so it's it's on Dark Waters. Uh, so it's www.darkwaters.co is the website. And on there, I have like a class link that I'll send you to the FII website. And there, if my classes are up, they'll be on there. So hopefully this year I can be able to bust a few out, at least one a month, um, try to get people up and going around here and just get my free diving back as long as my ears hold up. What about Instagram? Do you have a page? I do. Yeah. So it's just Dark Waters Dive Co. for Instagram. Okay. And that's where, you know, I put up some of my stuff. Like I said, I haven't been as consistent with it. I, I kind of run underground almost where if people know, they know I sell a lot of the shops. So a lot of the shops carry my float lines. I just haven't really done it full time. I run, you know, my dad's construction crew form too. So I'm pretty slammed all the time. So I'm a little okay. behind on it. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Why where can they find you at Instagram? What's your name, bro? It's not, it's not Lopez. Dump <laughs> <laughs> the boy. Why uh, it's stealing. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. They can keep an eye on you doing a. You're a captain too, right? Uh, do you do yeah. anything else like charters or anything like that? Uh, yeah, but mostly like scuba. Like okay. I run this guy's boat uh, during the summertime a lot. All right. But uh, yeah. We, we might, we might you... try some this year. Okay. Yeah, we're going to see how many people we piss off by doing bluefin charters. It might happen, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone keep an eye out for that. And if they do, we'll help promote it. Um, thank both of you guys for coming on. Really yeah, appreciate right it. On. Uh, Woody, as always, thanks for helping out, bro. Anytime, anytime. Thank you, anytime. And uh, stay tuned for the next one, guys. Thanks. Woo!